0: Program here. The number is 603 283 6160. That's 603 283 6160. You can bring up absolutely anything that's on your mind, of course. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. Uh, And you can join us online anytime you want over at freetalklive.com, where there are a myriad of features and options for you, unlike. A lot of other uh, talk radio programs that charge uh, you for their websites, you can enjoy ours for free over at freetalklive.com. So a lot in the news to talk about here tonight. Uh, Mark is with us and he has brought in a story that I definitely want to get into. Uh, It's about the people of the United States and their opinions about the future of the United States. And, and just to kind of set this up a little bit, um, Alu Axelman sent me something the other day that there's a poll that's been done over the series of years by Civics C-I-V-I-Q-S, looking at whether uh, people in the United States believe that things in this country are headed in the right direction or the wrong direction. And according to the survey, they found that in uh, April, I guess, uh, May, somewhere in that range of this year, the number of people who believe that the country is going in the
1: wrong direction has gone up to 71 percent. Right. Americans are darned unhappy. And I suspect it's because we've had, you know, a divisive president, then a, you know, global pandemic. Right. If that's what you want to call it. Certainly there was a disease and certainly some people died as a result. And um, now you've got a as a result, the government gets involved start spending money, like, in, it's printing money in, at an insane pace.
2: Dividing people in general in every way they can.
1: Well, it, it like, really, I mean, the, the only divisions that really matter have ever really mattered are class, and the upper class grew uh, its wealth a staggering amount during COVID, and everybody knows it, they just don't, you know, they're just mad at the other poor people about how they... Care about masks. It's hmm. a, it's amazing, you know. Like their tricks are just they just keep working. Yep. Is it because we continue to be stupid? I don't know what the reasons are. Well, but,
2: people don't read. People don't read anything nowadays, and it's honestly very concerning. People just talk about what they feel about things without having any facts.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it it feels like very much to me like there's simply nothing you can do. America has gone insane, and there's nothing. ...that I can do about it. It's
2: time to secede.
1: Well, secession sounds great, but um, I'd like to see an action plan. Because all I ever see is, I sure hope we secede! Now, someplace like Alaska, okay, you might pull that off. Texas? Indeed. California? They'd probably give them a medal. Mm. <laughs> but New Hampshire? I don't think so. Florida? I suspect not.
2: I think anywhere could secede if they kept open borders and open trade.
1: Could succeed at secession.
2: If, yeah, it could succeed at secession. Okay. but I said secede.
1: So, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think that uh, I, I. I suspect that once the United States government truly believed that you were going to secede, your state was going to secede, that they would begin all the tricks. Let's not forget, they used to assassinate Central American leaders that mm, um, you know they didn't like. this is just scant decades ago. It could get very, very ugly. There's no doubt about
0: it. But, Mark, you've got a study, apparently, that is looking at what people in the United States believe about its future. And it's not looking too bright.
2: Is it looking really good right now? I mean, they're already putting people in jail for the rest of their lives for creating websites. And I don't really see how, you know, the threat of violence is it's not really uh, keeping me away from wanting to get away from these people who are already treating us bad.
1: More than half of Democrats. And Republicans believe America will cease to exist as a democracy, new poll finds. So I think that it's fair to say that if America ceases to have democratic elections, Mm -hmm. that it is not America anymore, right? Sure. Okay. Now I'm curious.
0: Obviously, you, I don't know how far you've dug into the poll, but do they get into when they believe that that is going to happen? Because I mean, obviously, every empire falls. Yes. Uh, and every country is, you know, none of them are going to last forever. So, do people think it's got another hundred years? Another ten? We're gonna? It's gonna die in the next six
1: months. Uh, what are, What do people actually believe? I read this um, previously, and I can't tell you what they uh when they said it by but they did definitely give a sort of by-when time frame. Mm. So let me read it to you from the Daily Mail. Um you know, not exactly the the hardest news source, but I do like some of the stuff they put out. 55% of Democrats and 53% of Republicans think that it is likely that America will cease to be a democracy. A new Yahoo News YouGov poll shows stunning a, a stunning level of uh permission uh level of permission about US U.S.? it doesn't mean anything to me. Pessimism, excuse me. Many think that the uh, U.S. will see another civil war. Also, most Americans not watching the January 6th hearings. <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> <laughs> Our ratings. It's so boring.
2: It's so boring. It, I mean, not a lot went on, and the stuff they say about it is so clearly just propaganda. It like, turns my brain into much seeing the stupid headlines my phone pushes onto it.
1: Poll also shows bipartisan rancor with both sides using negative terms to describe the members of the opposing political party. Well, what's new there? I, I think that it's – I don't think it used to be this way. Mm. Um, you know, maybe this is just me looking back at my youth and saying, "Wow, well, when I didn't care about Democrats and Republicans, Democrats and Republicans were nicer to each other." I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I can remember
0: the Rush Limbaugh program from you yep. know the nineteen nineties. He was certainly not
1: nice to liberals. You know,
2: when did you not care about being a Republican? I thought you almost got the Republican elephant tattoo in jail.
1: Indeed. Um, <laughs> you know, in my youth, basically, mm-hmm. and that would have been the nineties. Yeah, it would have been the nineties, mm-hmm. early nineties. So, with more than half of all Americans, I uh, think it's likely that America will be uh, cease to be a democracy. And then we go. And what was the
0: breakdown? Republicans, Democrats? Was it was over 50% fifty-five
1: and fifty-three.
0: So over fifty percent of both. Yes. Okay.
2: It's interesting to me that more Democrats. I mean, it's not by a lot, but I would have fought oh, more 55% Republicans.
0: Democrats. Yeah, I oh, would have fought.
2: Wow. I don't know, but they do always get told like our democracy is under attack. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's why.
1: Additionally, here's here's where I got it. Ian. Uh, the poll found that a majority of Republicans, fifty two percent, say that it is likely that there will be a civil war in the United States in their lifetime, while half of Independents, fifty percent, and a plurality of Democrats, forty six percent, agree. So basically, you have half of Americans hmm. believe that there will be a civil war. Now, I don't know what they mean when they say it. Right. That was but my when next I question. say it. I mean killing people, tens of thousands. Of Americans have died in some kind of battle between Americans that actually has to do with politics. I'm not talking about crime in Chicago, ladies and gentlemen. Um, well, because during the
0: 2020 uh, protests and such, when people were out in the streets. After the main lockdowns and the George Floyd stuff started and then the Proud Boys came out and they wanted to have a fight with the Antifa. And we were seeing videos out of like Portland where Proud Boys people would have I think they would be driving around in the backs of pickup trucks with paintball guns. And they would be shooting at the members of Antifa, who in return would uh, or, you know, the Antifa would throw first and then they would shoot paintballs back or whatever. Whoever was striking first. Yeah, I'm sure it went both ways. But uh, Antifa like a civil war. That's what I'm saying. Antifa was armed with uh, P-bombs, right? Like urine bombs and things like
1: that. So both
2: of those groups are feds. It's not really two different sides to anything. Well,
1: could be. Well, I think they might be infiltrated, but there's certainly people in those groups that just <laughs> believe what they believe. Yeah. So um,
0: it looked like, you know, real conflict without any serious... I mean, probably somebody got hit in the head here and there with a, a bottle or, or whatever. Yeah, but, sure. But, you know, there wasn't a serious body count. Well, right. Kyle
2: Rittenhouse certainly had to defend himself against people that probably intended to kill him. But
1: there was Rittenhouse that. clearly went out that day with the expectation that he was going to be, you know, dealing deadly force, seeing deadly force, potentially um, having to kill people. He, he,
2: defending people people's was, properties
1: I get it um you know eh, you know if you're in if you're in certain places in the United States you're already in enemy territory but what does the civil war actually look like to those
0: people that are saying that they believe it's coming what are they envisioning uh, 603-283-6160 you can join us here it is free talk live <laughs> This is Free Talk Live, and you can join us. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian.
2: And Bonnie.
0: And Mark. We're talking about a, uh, I guess, kind of surprising numbers here that, Mark, you're sharing with us from a survey. And I don't recall where the polling organization YouGov. was. YouGov.
3: YouGov. They're, yep. they're fairly
0: and respected. Yahoo. Uh, if I recall correctly. YouGov is a sort of a known internet-based polling service i don't know if they do phone polls but they usually if i recall correctly UGov has like a panel of people who've kind of opted in who say i'm willing to take your surveys basically and so while you could argue and that's my understanding and if i'm wrong about that please please correct me um but i believe that's how that works so you could argue that, oh, well, you know, that's not the same as randomly making phone calls to people because it's more of a self-sample of people who are willing to, to take surveys. And so maybe that's a different demographic or something like that. It's I w-
2: not like they know the question before they want to take the survey. That's true.
0: That's true. They don't necessarily know. Um, anyway, that's uh, neither here nor there. The, the results are very interesting. And that is that over 50 percent of Americans, including Democrats and Republicans, are saying they believe that the United States will end as a democracy.
1: Yes, and they're saying that very close to 50%, very close to 50% of Americans believe there will be a civil war in their lifetime. Now, in a poll like this
0: if it's an internet poll they may have like a fill in the blanks kind of answer like what does that mean i don't I don't know if they do but that would be to me the most interesting thing is to hear cuz you know within that 50% there's going to be a variety of definitions of what they think the civil war is going to be is it going right. to be the democrats versus the republicans uh the gays versus the straights you know what 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 are they considering is going to actually occur
1: well i can tell you this um it's it's been gamed out by people who do Uh, you know, war game theory Mm -hmm. kind of things on YouTube. And uh, if it's Democrat versus Republican, the Democrats... They're going to lose hard. Very certainly will lose. I mean, they're, because they're Republicans anti-gun. control, they control the areas with the guns, mm-hmm. the military bases,
2: the rural areas,
1: the food, right? You know, like yeah. everything. What do you got in cities? You got some some muffins at Starbucks. You know, like, yeah. you, you know, like how long are you going to make it on that? Uh-uh. Almost. I mean, the, the when you look at the percentages of people who are unemployed in. Um, you know, say some urban areas versus some uh, rural areas. You're you're just going to see vast differences. People that can employ skills that are necessary in a war. Come on, um, you know, it just it's just not going to happen. Democrats are good at having war on themselves, mm. but that's when they're fighting themselves.
2: What what does it say about democracy? Where if we got rid of that, it would have to be replaced with fighting to the death for things. Well, because
1: that's what democracy replaces. So this is a very reasonable question that the newspaper is asking, but the reality is is that all voting is is a stand-in for killing each other mm. over who gets to be next. Right. So Instead this of just is
2: leaving each other uh, to live and let live and separating from people you don't like.
1: Right, well, yeah. Ultimately, um, I think the best method for doing that is the old system of counties and just letting them, you know, vote on which part, you know, where do they, they want to be as far as states go and, you know, what part of, you know, what political climate they want, who, do, with whom do they want to work and these kind of things. But the, we're never going towards that. You can you imagine the constitutional what change it would take to do, you know, some cockamamie idea like this? Not possible. What are you describing exactly? I think that you might be better off. Um, and this is just a just an idea: is if counties could determine which state they were part of, oh, they could sort of pick up and pull out, so it wouldn't have
0: to be like contiguously connected. They wouldn't have to actually be next to the state or whatever. They could yeah, maybe say, something like that. Where- some county in California could join Texas. Is Why can't they you're just saying? be
2: their own states? Wouldn't that be best? More decentralized and. Smaller areas that. being De- ruled.
1: De- decentralization isn't the 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 chalice, the uh, the destination that many think it is. I mean, there's there. You know what? The the it's dark a web. Step in the right direction. The dark web is decentralized as hell, and nobody visits those sites.
0: You know, well, there's plenty of people that visit those uh, those websites. That's why the federal the government spends, <laughs> That's
1: why the federal government
0: spends millions of dollars trying to take down the dark. Well, you uh, have to dark web. So put more you know,
2: effort into getting on the dark web than just going on the internet. Yeah,
1: there's a little right. more effort involved. You're proposing that uh, people who go to the dark web are, you know, the dark web has most of its traffic going to, you know, a handful of illicit websites. Whereas what I'm saying is, is if How I were to put know? my pictures of, uh, you know, flowers, I've taken pictures of. Uh-huh throughout the day and i wanted them to be seen i'd go to facebook which is centralized Mm -hmm. as hell if i wanted them to never be seen i'd put them on the dark web
2: (laughs) i don't think this is a really good i mean i don't think
1: decentralization works i mean just because it's, it's this panacea that's out there as a solution the fact is is in the modern world if you're not in some kind of federation you're not going to be able to make it like you're, you're, you well, people can't travel, they can't work elsewhere. A federa- we, they, I mean, that's a bunch what the of United States counties, federal government is. If, is a the, federation.
2: if the counties split up and they were all their own states, they could still choose to freely trade with each other, choose whatever, you know, agreements they wanted with each other and just not rule over each other and have to vote. Instead of hi- fighting for the death, for every little thing they wanted to do.
0: The U.S. Right. is a failure
1: as a federation because it's it's a centralization of power. Fe- federations uh- tend to centralize, and that's why they mm-hmm. have to change throughout time. And the United States government has one of the oldest governing documents in the world. I'm not saying it's a good idea. Mm-hmm. I think it's unfixable. Yeah, That's my idea. But I'm not the one living here trying to fix it. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. I moved out. Two years ago, I left because it. it, I got to say, it's glorious not to have to think about this anymore. Um, Because eh, you know, let it burn. I know it's gonna. Now, I prefer the United States over, say, Russia and China. China.
0: Sure. No doubt. They're the bottom of the pack as far as freedom is concerned.
1: Absolutely. I think that humans need freedom, but I don't think that um, I don't think trying to figure out which, you know, how many rows and how many, um, you know, di- diagonals we need in the uh, chairs on the Titanic is going to matter. Mm-hmm. It's going down no matter how we look at it. And New Hampshire is going with it.
0: well i mean i i tend to understand why you're so skeptical of secession mark and and certainly the federal government gang is a violent group of people and they are going to do what they can probably to prevent things like that from happening uh however if their power is waning and it may very well soon be waning we're seeing the potential loss of the dollar as the world reserve currency that's going to be
1: a huge hit but that's when they're going to get worse not better Mm the united states government is going to get it's going to be act like a cornered animal over the course of the next 2 decades. Mm-hmm. They've printed between a ha- uh, they between doubled and quintupled. It's hard to know the amount of money in the system in the last 2 years. That yeah. you know there's it's big, crazy. big bad things are happening and this is in my opinion not a place to be. But I don't. I'm not even going so far. I'm not so uh, lunat such a lunatic as to say I think there's going to be a civil war. Mm -hmm. Fifty percent of Americans are above me in this. Yeah. Yeah, um, I just don't think it's a place worth living in right now. If
0: you're one of those people who believes civil war is coming to the
1: United States, what's it going to look like? What will it be? Who's it between? Mm -hmm. I want to know a whole variety of things. And is there any more to this survey that you thought was worth sharing? Yeah, there's a few little factoids.
0: All right, I want to get into that too. Uh, The number here is 603-283-6160. If you want to join the program, you can. This is Free Talk Live, 603-283-6160.
1: Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values have you dreamt of a place where liberty minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind there are many people just like you that are discovering free private cities.com. they start at free dot and connect via the social media links shown there all skills will be needed when the first of the free private cities open it's sooner than you think stop arguing and build free
0: Free Talk Live, you can join us here, bring up whatever you want. Uh, The number is 603-283-6160, that's 603-283-6160, especially if you're someone who believes that there's a civil war coming to the United States. Apparently about half of the United States' population, whether left or right or independent, uh, according to a survey conducted by YouGov that Mark's sharing with us here tonight, about half believe that the Civil War is coming again. And the question is, what does that actually mean to people? And again, if you want to weigh in with your thoughts, 603-283-6160. Uh, Ian Bonnie, and Mark in the studio here tonight. And Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. Because if you believe that... Whether you believe it's a civil war or not, it seems like a financial collapse or a catastrophe could be imminent. It could be we could be in the middle of it right now. Inflation is at 40-year record highs right now if if you believe the government's numbers. Of course, likely the real numbers are higher
1: than what the government is admitting. Right, I, I I don't believe the government's numbers. No. Um, I believe inflation is significantly higher and that there are many chickens yeah, le- yet left to come home to roost.
0: So what you ought to do is learn, in my opinion, how you can get out of the government's money system. One of the ways you can do that is to get into cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash. You can go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page, and you'll get a lot of useful information, some introductory videos that you can watch. You can dig in as deep as you want to to learn about the important concepts. Some of them are new. We were talking about decentralization earlier. And when it comes to money, when it comes to money, decentralization is highly valuable i think mark you would agree with me on that point uh, because you don't want banks big banks you don't want central banks you don't want government people in charge of your
1: money they will debase it as they have done for the history of those people being in charge sure i don't want to make it seem like i think decentralization is a poor uh, model for everything i just think that it's a poor model for some things So go
0: to bitcoin.com, click get started at the top of the page, and you can start learning there. And then when you're ready to get into Bitcoin or Bitcoin Cash or whatever, there's I think they've got dozens of cryptos available over at bitcoin.com now. It used to just be you could only get a couple, and now there's a a whole bunch of options. Uh, So they'll let you invest over there, and you can also go to their news website at news.bitcoin.com to get the latest news headlines any old time you want to. So Mark, what else do we need to know from this survey that you're sharing with us?
1: Well, besides the fact that... um half of americans believe that the united states will cease to be a democracy and that um, nearly half believe that there will be a civil war within our lifetimes which i find to be stunning bits of news oh interesting within our lifetime i didn't catch that that detail yes there's okay. likely to be a civil war in the united states in their lifetime hmm. okay that's 52% of republicans 50% of independents and 30 excuse me 46 of Democrats.
2: I feel like you'd have to be willing to kill someone over their ideology now to think that way. And that's just crazy. I can't imagine being that way.
1: Well, you could. um, Do do you perceive a threat from a certain percentage of Americans? Do you think they would would hurt you over your beliefs? Mm -hmm. And I'm certain they would. Mm -hmm. I mean, I went on saying just two weeks ago. On Facebook saying that I thought that the rules that people who were vaccinated needed to get a, a PCR test, thats not a PCR, but a, a, I should say a COVID test mm-hmm. within 24 hours of arriving in the or before arriving in the United States, that that was a dumb rule. And don't forget, I had just flown to Honduras where, yeah. you know, you're still wearing masks in a bunch of places and, you know, depending on where you are. And like all the rules are different in different locations. Mm-hmm. They can't all be good rules, right? Like mm. you could yeah. you could be holed up in your house and not know what the rules are around the country. Then you're just ignorant. Or you could believe that every rule that every politician makes during a pandemic is important and good, (laughs) then you're stupid. Yeah. Right? (laughs) Like there's a difference. And I like really experienced one guy's argument was literally there were so many people that died. Have some respect and follow the rules. Wow. Mm. That was his argument. Just just don't don't have an opinion about Mm -hmm. the rules themselves. Just a bunch of people died. Mm. So, I mean, that is... Therefore, no more need for critical thought. No more need for any kind of logic. Breathtakingly dumb. And you just
2: have to accept that they died of COVID-19. Not, you know, of uh, the things that make them, you know, breathe. (laughs)
0: Right. Even though they they were labeling uh, people dying from COVID-19 when they were dying from other things. Mm And they just happened to have COVID-19. Right. And we we know... a lot of that.
1: There's certainly a lot of people died over the course of the last two years. Mm -hmm. Some of them died... Because of the government's rules. And yeah. nobody wants to give that kind of, uh, you know, th- that kind of latitude if they likes the rules. Um, but on the other hand, I think that a lot of people are over-exaggerating. I don't know. I had COVID and I bet it killed some people. I'm willing to bet Could that. Be. And I bet the flu would have killed them if they didn't have COVID.
2: Well, the flu disappeared. It, it sure
1: as hell seemed like they were it calling did. the flu COVID. Yep. I think that that's true, too. Mm-hmm. But people I've have always died
2: the- from the flu, old, old people especially.
1: I had the flu and to year. call covid a nova no, novel virus I think is accurate. Mm. Um you know that's it's just an opinion. Yeah. I don't care. I had it, you know, and it robbed me of my mind. It was given to me by the FBI. Thank <laughs> you very much government. Uh, people don't believe me when I say that. But in fact, a person who was on the FBI payroll to be near me at the time gave it to me. So, there you go. The mm. FBI gave me covid. Um going on with the uh the whole shebang here. Um, Republicans were asked to choose the phrase that best describes most people on the other side of the political aisle from you. Hmm. A majority used out of touch with reality. 30%. Uh, let's That's thirty 30 No. A majority used out of touch with reality. 30% a threat to America. Oh, 25% okay. uh, immoral. Wow. 8% a threat to me personally. 4% um, – see, this is, this is set up wrong. It said a majority – Used out of touch with reality and then says 30% behind it. I don't know. They use terms like um, majority uh, out of touch reality. Maybe Direct they were to America, able to though. choose
2: more than one option. That
1: yeah, could yeah. be too. Very few, 4%, opted, which is as many as has said, a threat to me personally. So mm-hmm. as many people said a threat to me personally as said, well-meaning and <laughs> not that different for me. Um, Democrats wow. felt the same about Republicans using phrases like uh, immoral. Yeah, threat to me. This is the same stuff. Same stuff. Um, And, right. So, more or less, there's, there's a great division, and I don't know what's going to happen. Um, well, one but, thing
0: you can probably count on is it is not going to be healed. There's not going to be a coming together of these two sides. No. And,. And as far as I'm concerned, that's fine. Uh, let it be right. that way. I would love to see federalism be the
1: solution here, mm-hmm. but Where it people, doesn't seem like either side truly wants it. Well, there are people that are
0: voting with their feet. There are people that are migrating. Uh, you know, Most from, of them
1: are migrating from California to Texas.
0: There's people migrating to Florida, uh, conservative okay. types, for instance.
1: So, uh, Florida is going to turn a little more red, yeah. and uh, some other places are going to turn a little more blue. Mm-hmm. But that's not a solution, really, for any of those people, to my mind. I think if you can work remotely, and so many more people can than could before, that's I'd true. say the numbers. That's one have,
0: thing that was good that came out of COVID. Was somewhere between
1: tripled and uh, tenfold.
3: Hmm. I don't from know.
1: From home, you mean? Can work from uh, remotely. Mm-hmm. And. Um, you know, why would you put up with all this stuff when there's so many great places in the world, especially or even in your time zone, why would you put up with this? I mean, you know, you're sitting in traffic for 45 minutes a day. Well, a lot of people can get out of traffic just by moving to a lower population area within the United States. You sure can. Yeah. You absolutely can. Uh, um, you know, uh, how about lower prices? I mean, they, that ain't happening. Things are going up breathtakingly less expensive to live in Central America than it is to live in the United States. I mean, it doesn't even compare. Hmm. You can... I can um, be in Honduras and I can eat meals made for me. Organic meals made for me. I could go out and pet the pig and learn its name and then eat it that night. Hmm. Kind of fresh. <laughs> and, um, you know, I can do that for less than it would cost me to buy it in the grocery hmm. store and make it myself. I can have my dishes done for me. I, You know, I mean... But you can't have guns. You can have guns in Honduras, even as a Gringo. You okay? So um, there's a whole bunch of different rules, and I will admit, the United States is the freest place in the world to feel watch your uh, uh, freedoms evaporate while you hold a weapon. (laughs) I'm willing to concede that, but um, yeah, you can have guns in Honduras. Sure, you can have guns in most countries. Most countries. I don't know if that's
2: well, true. Well, most of the, gun the people I've been wouldn't. to,
0: how's that? Gun people wouldn't say that's true. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. If you want to weigh in here, you can join us. Share your thoughts on Free Talk Live. In the end of the United States. Free Talk Live. We're here. We'll take your calls and your thoughts about whatever you want here at 603-283-6160. Especially if you're somebody, one of the nearly half of Americans, apparently, ...who believe that there is a civil war coming within their lifetime, I believe they said. Uh, so if you're one of those people, can you
1: explain what that's going to look like? Can you explain why you choose to live in a country while you're so unhappy?
0: The number is 603-283-6160. Uh, tonight, it's
1: Ian. It's Bonnie. And Mark. Sometimes, back from foreign lands and sick of listening to Americans complain about their country yeah. Well, continue you know, to live here
0: unhappy people may just be unhappy wherever they find themselves Mark because wherever you go there you are indeed hmm. yeah. let's go to uh, the phones here where we have Bad Slave on the line in New Hampshire go ahead Bad Slave
4: thank you for taking my call sure and uh, I, I'm just going to say uh that basically we have folks that are conservative, uh, are uh, uh, libertarian, are you know, and I and I think those folk are not the problem. I see the Democrats, the progressives, the the lefties—they
2: see—they see, see, they see you as the problem. Just for some perspective.
4: Well, I, you know, uh, but but then again, how, how many of those are are sending um, Antifa and BLM uh, over to us to uh, to harm our businesses? And, Best I
1: can tell is and Antifa people. and BLM stay and uh, stayed when they were, you know, something to be concerned with they stayed in neighborhoods that were l- largely voting democrat i mean yeah. if, if they wanted to bring a war to republicans they did a poor job of it as
0: somebody who actually attended some uh, black lives matter rallies in new hampshire i didn't see any kind of violence or um any serious you know vi- you know
1: there vandalism was or- some uh, some, yep. some something that and i wouldn't I call appreciate- anything but a riot in New Hampshire? I went to a no, huge who cares one. about New Hampshire? I'm
0: talking about New Hampshire. I'm talking about Democrats burning down Democrat neighborhoods. I get that. I get what you're saying, but he specifically brought up this, the specter of BLM and, and Antifa. And I'm just telling you, Antifa, yeah, they tend to be pretty ugly from what I've seen in, in wherever it is that they show up, but they don't show up around here. And you probably know why. It's because there's people that have guns in New Hampshire, well, and I suspect they don't want to mess exactly. with that. This show
2: has um, said before, people on this show have said before, they don't even know for sure that there's a war going on in ukraine because they didn't see it with their own eyes well i didn't see any of that going on with my own eyes for all i know it's all completely created by the media and fake it it didn't happen at a uh, huge with thousands of people blm rally i went to in san antonio texas and i mean there would have definitely been some republicans there to take out i mean it's not the
4: there are there are plenty of people out there that are just ragingly ignorant it's it's really, really sad and it's really it's hard for me to deal with. I I I observe the behavior and the you know, the uh, it, you know, from all over the country.
0: Well yeah, but you called in and you immediately gave a pass to conservatives. You you blocked them in with the with libertarians and you said, you know, you well, actually like the wouldn't same.
1: they be less likely to um, they'd be more likely to react to violence with violence but less likely to um, i mean I, it seems like change is upon us right? but what the point i was trying to make mark is that people like
0: bad slave are giving conservatives a pass and acting like these same conservatives aren't the same people that shoved war down our throats for you know uh you know the bush administration and they right now are talking about how they want a lot of these conservatives they want to put parents in prison if I was they take bring their that up. kids to a drag show uh they want to put
4: all kinds of people to a drag show i don't know but it's your business so, as a parent to so do whatever you now? want sorry what? Ian, what ian right now who's more responsible for the war in ukraine is it is
1: it Biden or is it... Uh,
2: Even if it is Biden, uh, oh, well, you got one war. I mean, one, yeah, you get one war. blame they they oh, I think Democrats, on the Democrats
1: ought to get uh, credit for a whole, whole... I mean, <laughs> it's not like Obama left Afghanistan. Um, no, you know, he didn't. They, yeah,
2: yeah he forget. continued uh, a bunch of Republican wars. I
0: mean, I can pull up the, the voting records here, but the, the whole $40 billion to Ukraine wouldn't have passed if it didn't have conservative support.
4: Um, I agree. Yeah, and, and I think it's both and, people's and fault. By the what, way, I'm not
2: trying to say it's only the Democrats.
4: Those, what kind of Republicans those are? I mean, I am. Not well, it doesn't a matter. Person. It doesn't I matter what
0: kind have, of Republicans they are. They're the I ones that are in office. They got voted by Republicans. Have. They're in office because of Republican voters, and so it's presumable that's what Republicans want.
4: Well, it, not I, because I canceled my voter. Registration in 04 Because I knew they were going to re-elect B- W. Bush right. And I didn't want any of that
0: Thank you for the call tonight, uh, Bad Slave I do appreciate hearing from you It's just the the conservatives When they're not in power managed to fool so many libertarians into thinking that they're buddies with libertarians because, yep. oh, they're good on mask mandates, or, or they're good on, you know, you fill in the blank, whatever issue, oh, yeah, now they're for my body, my choice, or whatever. And then well, the, when the tides turn, they're going to turn on you, and they're going to put you in prison because you don't have the same religion that they do.
1: I that agree. hasn't changed for a moment. And that's why you should get out. Um, you know, like, you should go where you're happiest, at any given time and you shouldn't buy a house you should be able to support yourself remotely by working mm-hmm. remotely and this way once you know once they they get they, they get sharpened in their knives about oh we got to get these people or those people and you feel like you're one of those people it's time to move on because this is the thing is is that so many people get attached to some clod of mud and say i'm gonna fight and die i mean people have fought and died over about three things love mud and imaginary things in the sky and that's about it and just give up. you know for, certainly give up the mud mm-hmm. um it's not worth it wherever you're at isn't that special
0: See, here's my my problem with what you're saying, Mark. And I don't I don't disagree that people who want to get away from it all should, by all means, it's your life. You should go live it wherever you think is best for you. But everywhere you go, there's going to be men and women calling themselves the state that want to shove sure. their beliefs down your
1: throat. Want They're to force you to less obey them. At it elsewhere. Just to be clear,
0: tell that to the thousands of people in Central American jails.
1: Yeah. I mean, there are people in Central American jails far fewer as a percentage than there are in the United States. I don't know.
0: Maybe that's true. But if you are in there, then you're in an overpopulated jail. And it is pretty awful yeah, from what I've pretty seen in, awful. The, uh, in the photograph. So it's not to say that these governments aren't enforcing laws on people. They absolutely are. Sure. Sure. Absolutely. So I get the whole point of, okay, well, wealthy gringo goes to a Central American country, and you don't have to be that wealthy to be considered the wealthy gringo. You'll be a wealthy gringo if you go
1: to a Central American country and you're a gringo. And by the way, gringo doesn't mean white. It's American, right? More or less. Yeah.
0: Uh, And so, okay, yeah, you go down there, and maybe you move into a community with other expatriate types or whatever, so you're around your type, You can speak your language,
1: yep, which is really important.
0: And that may lead you to having some sort of political sway, like, oh, you know, you don't want to upset the gringos. They buy our food, and they buy our this and that. Sure. So You, you have, have some... Buying power. You have some sort of uh, political influence because Let's of that. Let's call it buying power. Bu- buying power. Yep. Uh, and maybe they will leave you alone because of that. And and if that's what you're looking for, then well, then that's great. But what about the other people who are being oppressed?
2: Well, in, in Mark's defense, if you're not supporting the government wherever you live... Then you're you not a part of it just because you're near there. Like you're I think that taxes? there's just, if you're not if you're not doing that, I'm, I don't know. I guess you have to. Can well- you go
1: there and avoid taxation? You will certainly avoid. Well, there's just a lot less taxation other places in the United States. Do they have taxation sales tax? tax? The United States is just really high. They do have sales tax, mm-hmm. but there's a variety of uh, ways to purchase your food. They don't have sales tax be- between people to people, which is okay. a way a lot of food is bought. Gotcha. Um, and you know, there's all kinds of things that are exempt. You know, mm. whatever your lifestyle would certainly change if you did. What about the people who are being oppressed? Where? Where you're moving to, or where you move from? Uh, where you're moving to? Where you're moving to? Not the people that because where you move from, those people are getting the government they deserve, and screw them if they don't want to leave. You can't right? affect a place where you're not physically located. Okay, well, I don't know that you can affect a place where you are physically located. You may just want to give up that notion. <laughs> you know, I see that you're giving up on that notion. I, I black pilled on this one. I'm yeah. sorry, it's not worth the trouble of trying to shove freedom, good ideas down the uh, the throats of fools and people that profit from. The yeah, you've given up on fools. making the
0: world a better place. I mean, nope, I get that.
1: not true. The way to make the world a better place is make a better place and show the world. <laughs> stop arguing <laughs> well, with morons and thieves and liars and build something that works.
0: I get that you're working on
1: doing That's that. That's building a better world. But you're also just advocating that people run away from their problems. No. I'm st- Stop trying to convince foolish people to stop being foolish.
0: There's more coming up here. You can join us. Uh, it is Free Talk Live. Our two's next. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here at 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian.
2: It's Barney And Mark.
0: It's 603-283-6160. You can join us online over at freetalklive.com. And you can bring up anything you want. Take control of the airwaves here. Bring up uh, whatever's on your mind. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. So we were talking about the huge number of people in the United States that apparently believe a civil war is coming, about half in a recent YouGov survey, also more than half believe that democracy is going to end in the United States. And again, that's another one where I would have liked to have had a follow-up question. Okay, okay. If you believe democracy is going to end more than half of Republicans, more than half of Democrats, what is it that's going to replace it? Because, you know, at this point, there's not much different than democracy, right? Like there's you could go back to a monarchy. Yeah. Uh, You could go to pure fascism or
1: socialism or something like that. Right. I suppose. Uh, But what is socialism besides, I mean, almost all socialism that exists you know is behind the veil of democracy right sure yeah there's democratic socialism and all that but and, I mean, even the soviet union said hey yeah we've got uh, you know really high a bunch of people voting here lots of people voting <laughs> and they love it you know <laughs>
0: like no, so that would be my question for those people responding to that survey and i don't think they asked that, that question in the survey is all right well what does it mean when you say democracy is going to end are you envisioning i imagine the people on the left envision a right-wing dictator Yes, you know, coming in and taking over. And I right. imagine the people on the right envision total Marxist uh, communism or socialism or whatever. coming. Yeah, but in. they have
1: green hair and they uh, don't self-identify as uh, any yeah. particular gender. So but that's um, just me speculating on what they probably would say. No, I think that I think that you've got a pretty fair guess. I mean, on the on the left, it's going to be uh, Trump except more medals on his chest <laughs> in a military outfit. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, sure.
0: So that, uh, of course, led into the inevitable conversation that uh, Mark loves to have, in, uh, and that is advocating for people to leave the United States.
1: Do I love my conversation more than you love secession and New Hampshire? <laughs> <laughs> well, we actually have successfully. Uh, we, we just have different solutions here. for the same problem, right? I'm not saying
0: your solution is necessarily wrong. I'm not saying just, yours is wrong. I just know for a lot of people, I just it's don't think it'll work. Going then, then that's saying it's wrong. Okay, no, um, think, yes, it is.
2: I have a question about a something shot. that was brought up earlier. You said, Mark, yes. that things are going to get a lot worse as uh, the government melts down, because of course uh, uh, they're right? going to be, t- you know, put into a corner and feel like they have to get yeah. uh, get really, really bad, but when they don't when they're not able to pay their goons don't you think that it, they won't be able to get much worse even if that's what they want to do all
1: money it you know money to the issuing agency is a liability so you want to get rid of it money to the everybody else is an asset and so they want to get it the government can print as much money as they need to print to pay whatever goons they need to pay, and yep, because the goons
0: are always going to get paid,
1: they can claim that something is, um, you know, legal tender. Then what you really need—the the most revolutionary act you can have—is live beyond the borders of the United States and support Bitcoin. And um, then when that causes the united states what my hope is is that at some point the united states some administration comes to its senses and says you know what bitcoin is better money than this crap that we've been printing it's certainly better than the ruble and the rembi and the united states can truly be the greatest nation the world has ever seen by simply adopting a currency of value now maybe they'll choose It'll never bitcoin happen. It probably won't. There's no reason why any, any country with the central bank. But I look forward to the idea that politicians would act morally. I'm that much never, of a that patriot. That could never happen. It may not. People in power. Then why in the world would you stay here in a place run by people who are so utterly evil?
0: They're evil everywhere else. That's the mm, problem. They're not though. They're incompetent. You'll find out they
1: are. Evil. There's difference between being okay. So let's here's here's three point important points that I need to make before we go on. You have lived your whole life in the United States which has a mm, – not the largest scope when it comes to governments, right? It's it's in the top 25 of freest nations. I don't know exactly where mm-hmm. it's at right now, but i bet it's in the top – I'll bet it's even in the top 15 at this moment. Um, but, you know, top 15 freest nations on the planet. So the scope isn't terrible of the government. But then again, it does a lot of things that it – won't say that it does, so maybe it's worse than it is. But it's the will and the reach that is what it's hard to understand for an American, is that in Central America, in most countries around the world, there isn't the will to even enforce the laws that they have. Like you just said, Bonnie, that it might be illegal for somebody to have a gun in Honduras, and that may be true. It's just that they're everywhere, and people own guns all the time. And you wouldn't want to uh, rob a house because it's very likely somebody armed is on the inside. See, because there's, there's, there's no, no will to enforce the law that says you can't it. have the gun. I,
0: I don't know if I buy that these people are just so bumbling and incompetent. Why –
1: first of all, why do so many people want to leave these countries? Okay. That's an excellent question. And for one, it starts with a culture of wanting to leave. Um, the United States is an – But ex- if it's so great. Where?
0: If it's so great in these okay. Central American countries, why the hell are there a parade of people trying to get the hell out of there?
1: Because it's easier to make money in the United States and Western countries than it is anyplace else. Mm-hmm. There's the velocity of money, there's the quantity of money, and you could just make a lot more. A Honduran You don't think freedom's a factor? will make No. No. It's all about money? Because money isn't freedom, but it's an analog to Mm -hmm. it. Okay. Without some money, you simply can't be free. My recommendation to you, ladies and gentlemen in America, is if you don't have any money, if you're one of the 70%, 75% of Americans who don't have $2,000 that you can put your hands on, begin acting responsibly. Now, It may sound like a rich person saying that because that's what everybody wants to accuse me of. But the reality is, is that, uh, you know, in my household, we got our financial crap in order long before we had ever had any investing success. The reason we had investing success is because our household was in order Mm -hmm. and we had some money to invest. So that's my advice to you is get your house in order. Get your finances in order and then make your money go farther by getting out, having a job where you can make money remotely. And then you're probably going to be reasonably happy. Then find a place that has, you know, the, your top five freedoms that you that you want to enjoy in your life. Go there. Don't don't go to North Korea. It is cheap to live in North Korea, but don't go there because they're not going to make you happy. Every place in the world isn't better than. Mm-hmm. than Boise, Idaho, which isn't that bad, by the way. Um, so this is my point. Why do people want to leave Honduras? Because they're poor. They're desperately poor, and they can't make money any other way. They also can't speak English with the fluency that you do. It's an incredibly valuable trait. It's the most valuable thing you're teaching your kid right now is how to speak English. So teach them how to speak it correctly, all y'all with those accents
0: uh cynthia makes a an interesting point here in the youtube chat she says if mark had a serious health condition he'd be the first to come back to america who would trust the health care in south and central america
1: yes i i agree with cynthia, cynthia on that but she you notice she had to have the caveat of serious so i'm mm-hmm. 51 years old what are the chances of me having something serious happen to me in the next five years It's reasonably low, especially since I choose to eat well Mm -hmm. and take care of myself. I exercise daily and I eat organic food. But yeah, my mom, Cynthia. Those things
2: don't stop you from getting injured, though.
1: They don't. I mean, but they can set a bone in Honduras, (laughs) okay? (laughs) Um, My mom, who is 81, um, she's exactly 30 years older than I am, and she, um, she asked me, well, you know, this was more when Biden's getting elected. You think I should move to Honduras? She was asking me in all seriousness. I said, "No, you live in Florida, where you know all this medical care is excellent. But wherever uh, most people are, isn't the medical care isn't as good as it is on the west coast of Florida. You know where there's all those doctors looking for to take care of all those old people, and." You've got a couple of little dogs that make you happy. You've got a little slice of paradise. It's not like you're losing your freedom. You're not even paying that much because it's Social Security and pensions and investments and things like that. So no. Go where you're happy, not where you're free. The number it's is
0: different. 603-283-6160. You can join us here and share your thoughts on Free Talk Live coming up: a crackdown on truckers. It is Free Talk Live and you can join the show. You can bring in whatever you want. 603-283-6160, Ian Bonnie and Mark in the studio. That's 603-283-6160. Lots of course in the news to talk about. I don't think last night you guys didn't cover what happened with the like the Federal Reserve last night or
2: anything. No, maybe. I don't even know what you no. mean.
0: Yeah, so they're raising the uh, what they call the basis points. They're raising interest rates again. And that is not a good thing because they literally just raised it 50 basis points within the last month or so. And now they're doing it 75, which according to uh, the statistics that I saw is the largest uh, raise that they've had in a few decades, I think. Uh, But if you want to weigh in, yeah, the sharpest increase since 1994, according to the story here at MSN and the Washington Post. If you want to jump into the discussion, though, whether it be about living in another country outside of the United States, Mark is a heavy advocate of finding
1: more freedom somewhere else. Yeah, I I certainly don't want to make it seem like every place that you go outside the United States is better and more free than inside the United States. I think you need to listen to directions that's the reason i'm building the website locating com right now you need to listen i to had directions. no idea i am okay and i mean you you can go do things yourself expect to be disappointed mm-hmm. um but you know that's uh my advice is, is yes there's far more freedom outside the united states than
0: Uh, Yeah, you shouldn't give out a website unless there's something there, Mark, and there's nothing there right now. But uh, Liberty in Our Lifetime, you're going to be speaking, I presume, on this very topic at the Free Cities Foundation's annual conference. It's called Liberty in Our Lifetime, and it's happening in Prague, October 21st through the 23rd. Uh, I, I mean, I'm just guessing this is going to be your topic, Mark, because it's something you've been obsessed with for the last half a decade, roughly. Uh, do you know what your topic is going to be
1: at uh, Liberty in Our Lifetime? I'm waiting to get a little more timely. I don't want to get uh, okay. build something and then have to change the. It whole. is kind of far away from yeah. now.
0: October 21st through the 23rd, they are going to be featuring a, a theme of parallel structures for progress where the conference will be exploring physical developments and parallel structures emerging in education and finance that offer alternatives for people looking for better ways to learn, educate their children... And invest in their future. The whole concept of this event is to showcase autonomous cities and intentional communities that are springing up around the world, offering op- opportunities for settlers to live for lives. And that's something that I do like the idea of. I like the idea of there being little pockets of freedom competing with one another to attract the best and the brightest, to attract uh, you know, go getters in in the world of uh, business or finance or whatever, freedom seekers, get them to uh, to migrate to a, a better place, which is ultimately what we're doing here in New Hampshire. Mark's a skeptic; he doesn't think uh, that it can can work. But of course, uh, a lot of us here believe it is already working. I think it is uh, already working, and we see the evidence for it every single day. Of course, the Porcupine Freedom Festival is sold out. That is coming up in one week, but this event is not sold out. October twenty first through the twenty third. You still got time to get your tickets. At an early bird discount. And get 20% off on top of that by using code FTL20 and join a bunch of freedom-loving people in Prague, October 21st through the 23rd. You can go to get your tickets at LifetimeLiberty.com. That's code FTL20 to save 20%. LifetimeLiberty.com. It's
2: happening in Prague. I thought that was something happening in Las Vegas for some reason.
0: There's another one in Vegas that's Freedom Fest, uh, and that's happening next month. So you've got about four weeks uh, till Freedom Fest.
2: Are you going that one, Mark?
0: Yes. And he's speaking about something... Locating Liberty. Yeah, Locating Liberty. Uh, hopefully, you'll have your website up and running before that. <laughs> I thought it was upshot <laughs> now. I wonder if I'd given it wrong. Uh, uh, so head over there, uh, and we'll... Uh, well, Mark, we'll look forward to seeing you at both of those conferences. We go to Sarah. She's in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live.
5: Yes, So We added three more speeding cameras.
2: So on your house? Have, <laughs> no, in Albuquerque we have six all together and they're stationed. That means double
0: the revenue, right? Double, double the cameras, double the revenue um, roughly Viewer.
6: Well, we put them on coal and lead. Those are one way streets, and they got like two lanes going the same direction. And so they drive like they're on the freeway. They're like, and then they slammed into people's um, houses and their homes and demolished their fences and everything else up there, you know?
1: Do you think that people will stop having their fences and houses demolished because they put up the speed cameras, or is this because of drunk drivers or something? It should help. It might.
4: I I, I
6: think
2: it should help.
1: Yeah, because they were.
2: What they're going to do is here's what I have to say about
1: speed limits. They ought to be set at the rate that they ought to be set at. Right? Like, there's clearly a speed which is too fast to navigate a vehicle. But here's the problem, Sarah. I think this is just me guessing here. I think that when you put the government in charge of it, that they make the rates of speed so low that they can make money off of it rather than actually trying to make a safe uh, – make things uh, safest for the most amount of people. Because obviously cars need to be able to travel at some speed in order for them to be of use. If they only traveled at walking speed, why would we have them? So, okay, I think the lead and coal, it's almost like a
6: residential, it's 35 and yep. they always go over. Well,
1: nobody five wants ten anybody going uh, right. fast on their street. <laughs> I mean, there's <laughs> never, well,
6: especially especially if you right live right near one of those houses or condominiums that are right on Lett and Call. Those one way streets, and then they are they straight. Yeah, they're all. I think they're. They used to be. They're all going one way.
1: Yeah, but no, so are they straight? They have, a, like, if you, yeah, you get on straight. one end, yeah, you look at the other. Expect that to be a situation where people go more quickly because people want to go fast on straight streets because they feel like they can see what's going on. They get, you know, they got mm-hmm. a they got a line of sight, so they're going to start picking up speed. So if you have a thirty-five right. mile an hour speed limit on a straight road where people have a good line of sight, you can expect them to go more quickly.
2: I think Sarah is totally proving what I've always said about New Mexico, about everybody there being kind of dumb and depressed and being the worst drivers I've ever seen in my life. I avoid a car if I see a New Mexico driver's license because I've never heard a license. Where are you
1: from? San San Antonio? I've I've been there a lot. Every state has this other state that they think is... Full of hicks, rednecks, Alabama and mor- morons, right? But so, I think so that think about Alabama? multiple <laughs> different states. I just
2: think San or New Mexico is one of the worst, especially when it comes to driving. For whatever reason, uh, they drive worse than I've- anywhere I've ever was it, seen.
1: Was it uh, Michiganders when you were growing up that were considered to be the worst drivers? I don't know. It's generally considered to be the people from up north. I think and Soberts, in Florida, yeah.
0: Tor- Thank point, you, Sarah, yeah. for the call tonight. I I've do ju- appreciate I've it. I've
2: never heard of a straight road where people are having issues getting their houses ran into very commonly to where Sarah just knows well, about it.
1: I, Sarah knows about it because she keeps an eye on, she's, she has a uh, she's obsessed. A, 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 what A phobia of cars, mm-hmm. and <laughs> so if something like this happens it's added to the old databank yeah. so that she can't forget it. Um, you know, I, <laughs> I don't know what to say about
0: it all. Well, the fact is that, uh, that speeding cameras are not going to stop drunks, as you suggested earlier, Mark. Mm. They're going to continue to drink, and they will be unaware of where the speeding cameras are and unconcerned
1: about speeding, where the speeding cameras speeding are. Speeding tickets generally are just, you know, a crucible, revenue. Yeah, it's a great way to see what the government does. The government says, ha-ha, you've done something wrong, there's no victims, so we'll take the money, give it right here, mm. and then they go off and they do something stupid with it. And people they being... haven't solved a problem.
2: They're making it worse because poor people are stupider people, and New Mexico is extremely poor, and that's why I really just think that, obviously, I can't say it about every single person that lives in in New Mexico, but it seems like there's a huge percentage of stupid people and depressed people in New Mexico.
0: The number is 603-283-6160. You can bring up what you want and take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. which means that there's no ticket cost and no one is in charge. All you have to do to join the fun is reserve your camping site, RV site, or motel room with Rogers Campground for June 27th through July 3rd. There's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists in the Shire. You can find out more at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. You can also connect with other attendees on the ForkFest Telegram and Matrix chat rooms, as well as the ForkFest Forum. You can find links to those at ForkFest.Party. We hope to see you there. ForkFest.Party. It's Free Talk Live, and phones are open if you want to join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. ForkFest is just around the corner. We know the Porcupine Freedom Fest is completely sold out at this point, And it's starting on Monday, which means it's right around the corner. Uh, the next Monday, the 27th, will be the first day of ForkFest. And that is the decentralized Libertarian Camping Festival alternative here in New Hampshire. It doesn't have tickets All you need to do to attend ForkFest is just register your campsite, your RV site, or your motel room with Rogers Campground. And uh, some of the freedom-loving folks here in New Hampshire will be there throughout the week. Uh, If you stay through the weekend, you'll probably get treated to an awesome fireworks show being put on by the hotel there the campground has been putting on firework shows for 40 plus years and they are pretty awesome so definitely worth sticking around for that uh, but go to forkfest.party and you can connect with other forkfest attendees both past and present and find out what's going to be happening there because there's no central database there's no central organizers or anything like that it's a little more i'd say way more laid back Uh, Way more decentralized than the Porcupine Freedom Festival, but uh, they're both fine events, and if you can or are attending both, then... You're going to have a great next couple of weeks. So go to ForkFest.Party. You can learn more about that there. And, of course, the Porcupine Freedom Festival over at P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T.com. If you want to last-minute that one, uh, you will have to get your tickets online from people who are looking to sell theirs. And there usually are, right up until the last moment, people who are looking to sell the Porcupine Freedom Festival tickets that they bought. In fact, some people bought extras because they knew it was likely going to sell out, again, the second year in a row. And uh, so that comes back around to that conversation about the the Free State Project being an amazing success. It's uh, seeing more people migrating here than ever before. And uh, they set a record last year for migrants moving here to New Hampshire. In fact, the Free Staters were a good chunk of the entirety of migration to New Hampshire. I think it was more than a tenth of the migrants to New Hampshire in, in uh, 2021 were here because of the Free State Project, which is pretty awesome. Now, uh, one thing we're on the cusp of economically is perhaps a slide in the housing prices. And, uh, Mark, you're dealing with selling a house right now. I am in New Hampshire. It looks like you may be— You think they'll count me when I leave?
1: Is leaving? No, they won't.
0: It looks like you may be under uh, contract for this uh, soon, so that's probably a good thing. that The reports are coming out now; they're right at the top of the Drudge Report today. Uh, that housing prices are beginning to slide. People are looking like they're bailing out on, uh, you know, applying for mortgages. The numbers of uh, new homes being built are slowing down. And so we may be on the cusp of a blow-up as far as this... Blow-up in a bad way, not like prices going up, but prices...
2: Bursting a bubble?
0: Yeah, the bubble possibly It seemed like there was
2: something like a bubble going on. The prices were so high for so long. Everybody was selling their houses.
1: Yeah, and that may be slowing down. I don't... So... Um, a bubble suggests that something was artificial about um, what was going on. So what was happening, it seems to me, if you want an explanation, is housing prices were going up because money was being printed and no more re- money, money was being made. Real estate wasn't mm-hmm. right. So they were sort of making real estate in so much as they were making houses. But, um, you know, the demand was just there. Plus, there was covid. So people were demanding, I don't want to live in a tiny little apartment in some big city where everybody yep. tells me I can't go outside. Well, as they this pointed out driving me nuts. As
0: you pointed out more people can work from home than ever before yes. and so a lot of there was an exodus from places like San Francisco. Right.
1: Well, they were being forced to work from home mm-hmm. and then as they're working from home they're saying why am I paying all this money for this tiny little space when my brother is living out you know wherever in the country and paying a third and living in something three times the size. Why am I doing this? Why am I dealing with snow and salt and heavy, Mm -hmm. uncomfortable clothes and my hair looking like crap because of the humidity or whatever it is that they're saying? And they're like, I I can do better than this. And they did. So in in many markets, you saw demand from the exodus from the cities. Now, I'm curious as to what housing prices in places like San Francisco and New York have done. In this two years, I believe San Francisco's gone down, but people are, believe it or
0: not, still moving to New York. Yeah, I think that, well, I don't, I think people are leaving New York. Mm, there are people leaving, but there are actually people moving there. I've seen some of the statistics. So is that far mean, as
1: more th- people are moving than people are leaving? Is that I'm not clear claiming? on that. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, believe so.
0: I believe so. I believe so. There will
1: always be the, uh, the people who believe that somehow by being closer to more people, that you will have better dating prospects. This is always going to be the thought. And that's not true.
2: It's New York is the
1: loneliest town in America.
2: No. I, I wasn't going to say you should move to New York if you want to have better dating prospects, but when I lived in a town of 150 people, I had to move to Texas to get away from that because I wasn't going to live the rest of my life alone. So it's definitely yeah, not obviously, le- Mark, true what you're if, saying, Mark.
1: If, uh, that's if you want dating prospects, you need to um, hang out with people who have, uh, figure out ways to hang out with people who have similar interests. Oh, obviously. If you have very male, very female. There's more of those people female, in a high populated or, city. Sure, there are. But um, that's that in and of itself going to a uh, one of the I believe the problems will going to large cities, specifically large cities that attract attractive people Mm -hmm. like, I don't know, ones that have Broadway or Hollywood. Just starting there. If you go to places that have a lot of attractive people, then you're going to have the problem. So women can can shoot be much pickier with sex partners than men can. And they have a lower sex drive. So one attractive man can service five 10, 15, 20 women, and they don't have to – so they're constantly skipping around and saying, oh, there's something better. Oh, there's something better. Oh, there's something – there's no point in settling. I feel like it's a myth that women have lower sex drive. Okay. Um, I would say that the science does not support your position. Hmm. I I I applaud you and congratulate you that you have a mis- such a misguided idea. But um, I, no. No, I think they're trained to not uh, talk about it. They're trained
0: to well, high act- five, bunny
1: <laughs> I think they're no, trained- high five from
0: <laughs> I think they're trained to act as though they don't, but I think they really do.
1: Um. So. Uh, their sex drive is going to wane and fall throughout the month, obviously, mm-hmm. because you know the idea with for sex is reproduction, yeah. right? For men, there's no particular reason for that. In fact, um, to have to to be capable of reproducing at a at a moment's notice is really the uh, the end of it. So, uh, from a biological standpoint, I would say that there is a need for men to be uh, capable and ready to uh, copulate whenever.
2: Well, I definitely think there's uh, such thing as a city getting way too big for. Um it to be easy to live there, and maybe the dating prospects do suffer. I, I could totally see that being the case with New York, because I mean, when I hear about the difficulty of just getting around there, it sounds just suffocating.
1: They have it's better than some places. They have uh, pretty good, uh, you know, metros and uh, you know, subways and and bus systems and all that stuff. I mean, at least in I've spent most you just of have my to step time step around the, the urine from the hobos and people sleeping yeah, it's in the gross. streets, rats. Yeah. And well, that's look, in Manhattan. I was offered a job um in, in doing television in Manhattan. Turned mm-hmm. it down. So, yeah. you know, I I don't you don't have to convince me. I have yeah. no interest in Hell going that. Uh rising mortgage rates and the Fed's uh actions
0: will sl- stretch home buyer budgets and encourage more homeowners to stay put. We we touched earlier. This is according to redfin.com. Uh we touched earlier on the fact that they're raising interest rates uh, just within the that's last few days. That's the most important days. part of it. Just just within the last several days, interest rates have gone up quite a bit in yep. the uh, the home mortgage marketplace, and so people looking to get a mortgage, which is, of course, how most people have to buy a home, are going to maybe say – there's going to be more people saying no because the, the rates are too high, and they're going to maybe stay put or, or continue renting – uh, so that I may think be that a- this was
1: uh, the this is the mirror of this was the reason that you saw so much uh, you know rise in the value of homes previously This is because, because the people rates were knew low. that rates were artificially low mm-hmm. they knew that they were going to go up you can't print everybody knows you can't print money and not see rates go up and. So, you know, the housing market necessarily was going to see a correction as far as buying. Now, I don't think we're going to see another uh, 2006 collapse, real estate collapse, and all that sort of thing. Um, I don't think we have the same components. Well, that included a lot of uh, very dodgy uh, financial instruments Mm -hmm. that have not yet been uh, disclosed. The only financial, uh, dodgy financial instrument in this story is the United States government. You can join us here and the number 603-283-6160.
0: That's 603-283-6160. Bring up whatever's on your mind, whether it's dating in the big city, moving out of the United States, or whatever you want to talk about here on Free Talk Live. There's more coming up. It's Free Talk Live, and you can bring up what you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. Ian, Bonnie, and Mark in the studio tonight. On the way, is there a crackdown on truck drivers happening based on cannabis use? Bonnie's got a story about that, plus people in the United States are losing faith in the Federal Reserve. As though they ever had it in the first place? We'll get into that coming up. Uh, but uh, your calls and thoughts do come first here. Let's talk first to Dave Ridley calling us from New Hampshire. Dave, you're on Free Talk Live from RidleyReport.com. Go ahead.
7: Hey, guys. Hey. I have an update on a project that you guys weren't very, at least you and I don't think we're very enthusiastic about, but I think has got some potential, and it seems to be taking off to some extent, and that is the Resolve in, in New Hampshire. The Resolve Initiatives by WeThePeopleNH.org. Yeah, I, I think I've heard
0: about this. Can you uh, explain what it is?
7: They are attempting a primary for the primary, It's like a pre-primary primary. So if you, if you think about it, most democracy in the United States is, is, is occurred in the primary, right? Like The general election is usually not, you know, it's, you don't have as much power as an individual, and it's just it doesn't mean as much uh but in in the primaries you can you can like weed out the you know the rhinos you, you can weed out the the um the anti libertarian candidates like in the Republican primary and so forth, and you can make sure you that most of the the Republicans running in your town are are libertarians,
1: yeah, when uh, I was young, my mother was always adamant that um it didn't make any sense to her to be third party because um you didn't get to vote in the primaries and the primaries where was where your most important. Most valuable votes were made, and thus um, she chose to be registered in her case as a Republican. Uh, my father was a registered Democrat. So, you know, at, at that point, that was the only times that were the primaries was when they weren't voting against each other. Right. They were just voting in their own little primaries.
7: Yeah. So what they're trying to do is make it so that like they they to, to organize the process of weeding out the authoritarians, basically. Um, during the primary, the Republican primary particularly. Um, And so as part of this process, they're going to have a series of debates around August 5th, or maybe just one big debate, August 5th. Um, And uh, people can go to wethepeopleinh.org. And if you register there with a a real email address, then you can vote uh, on who should be endorsed in the primary. And then they'll put their weight behind uh, that candidate. They have a lot of flyers and stuff that will be advertising for the candidate that they've endorsed. So it should I don't see how it could go all that badly.
2: That seems like a fine idea. It sounds like a solution for something my dad was complaining about to me on the phone for over an hour the other day. He lives in Alabama, so it's much different. But um, he was talking about how there is such a thing as open primaries, and that means that you can register that day and then vote in a primary and he thinks that democrats are going and voting for rhinos in the republican primaries and you know whether or not that's true or not it seems like if he wanted to make some kind of change you know he could create something that sounds just like this to you know so get people to you know I, i don't know this almost sounds like an advertisement for the people that we the people in h really want to vote for before the primaries it's like a independent uh poll kind
1: of i guess that's my question so we the people nh is just a populist organization intending to what intending
7: to what they the way they put it is to is to endorse constitutional liberty oriented candidates for office in new hampshire
1: so what makes what makes them think that that is a populist idea um period i mean i don't I don't know that maybe that is, uh, I, you know, if so, we've had a lot of success in New Hampshire that I am not entirely familiar mm-hmm. with, but, um, you know, maybe it's so, but what if the, in fact, the majority of people who go and vote on this particular website say that they want, you know, the, the local equivalent of Bernie Sanders up, up there.
7: Yeah, that's one possibility. And that's the reason why they're demanding an, a real email address. So you uh, yeah, imagine a bunch of Democrats going to this constitutional liberty thing and giving their real email email address and then receiving all this because they get the email address either way. So they receive you know, uh, they'll be helping the organization by adding an email address to its list. So
2: some people um, make fake email addresses not to. I, yeah,
7: I'm Is just this saying go- it
2: doesn't seem. Uh, I think Mark's. Con- Concern is the first thing that popped into my mind too. But is
0: this going to be a physical gathering, a convention, or something? Or are they going to do an online
7: vote? Yeah, they have some big venue they've got. I don't know which it's going to be, hmm. but I think they have a venue with about a thousand people can can attend. And so I don't remember. I don't know which venue it is, but hmm. um, so it'll be yeah, physical meet space. It's definitely an experimental on-
0: thing. It is a new organization. We've had uh, Therese Grinnell. She's called the show. Uh, To talk about it. The first I heard about this, and I think the reason I dismissed it, Dave, was because originally it was pitched as, we want to do write-in votes. And I said, that's a waste of time. There's no reason to run a write-in campaign. You might as well just you know, go run a mile or something because you're not going to actually ac- accomplish anything uh, doing a writing campaign. So I think they've switched their tactics to actually filing as candidates in the primary because why not? It only costs $2 if you want to run for a state rep in New Hampshire as a
1: Republican or a Democrat. This is Super what I easy. like to see is a, a definable goal, um, you know, clarity <laughs> on what people can, can do, you know, uh, a short, easy thing for people to accomplish that... May have good results. I think that you know I'm going to go ahead and give this an endorsement. Um, by the what I'm hearing is that I agree. Um, if you take what is a constitutional organization, now I don't know what constitutional means in you know a state where they can write whatever they want in their constitution, but I get what they're trying to say. We're, we're constitutional. Well, the New Hampshire and is pretty good stuff and things. Um, well, they'll violate it when they feel like it. And they will. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, whatever, I'll leave those terms aside. but you know, organizations that want to see those sorts of candidates, those are generally the kinds that I would like to see in New Hampshire, and I like that. Now, I will say one more time, New Hampshire is still doomed until it modifies its constitution to make it uh, take a super majority of the liars and thieves in Concord to pass a law and a simple majority to uh, unpass a law, to get get a law off the books. At that point, I will begin to see a ray of hope for New Hampshire. But no, I don't think it will ever secede.
0: Well, any of this, those things can be possible if we get enough uh,
1: freedom-minded people to migrate here. At this point, the, uh, all the liberty candidates are doing in Concord is... Applying a very healthy liberty veto, and that's a good thing. And yeah, you should be no declaring it from the rooftops. I am. I've I said it the other night on
0: uh, WABC radio. I pointed out that uh, free staters control about a tenth of the state house, and that's enough to break any tie. So, far. so that and that is what's exciting. That's yeah. what's so real. And we're just getting started. So uh, the thing uh, is about this, Dave, is I feel like on the it, you know, to, to criticize it for a moment, I think that. It's a good I think it's a good start but my criti- criticism would be that there's probably a large number of conservative types who are involved in this who like to think of themselves as being constitutional pro liberty but then of course when it comes to things like the war on drugs they're not going to agree with us. Well, they're uh,
1: constitutional to- just not pro liberty, right? <laughs>
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. They like to believe in themselves as being pro-liberty, but they're in point of fact. They don't have the principles that it takes. That said, I think it's a good thing for people to mix. I think it's important for libertarians to mix with conservatives and mix with Democrats and spread the ideas of liberty in whatever way possible. So I do support this from that aspect. I think liberty-oriented people who actually do understand the principles of of freedom, who understand the non-aggression principle, should be at this meeting, and they should be influencing this organization. As far as identifying who the right candidates are i don't think these guys have a track record yet this is their first time out uh you want to look at a, you want to look at an organization that knows how to do it the new hampshire liberty alliance they send out a great questionnaire to every single uh, primary candidate that nails it as far as principles are concerned. So if you want a good voter's guide, those guys know who to look at.
1: I'll tell you what, I was reading the NHLA's uh, report on legislators halfway around the globe, more than once. I've been sitting in some foreign country, in some far off land, reading this thing, because it truly is an important guide on what to vote for. Go ahead,
7: Dave. They're going to be, I guess, doing a survey, and one of the questions on the survey is, will be what, whether candidates support New Hampshire independence.
1: Very
0: cool. Yeah. Thanks for the update here tonight. Definitely appreciate it. Yeah, Therese Grinnell, uh, she's the founder of this organization, and she's one of those people who got activated during COVID, basically. She had never had any kind of political action in her past and then the covid crackdowns started and she said all right i gotta do something about this yeah. and she started going out she's a nurse was a nurse i don't think she is at this time but uh started going out and protesting what was happening in the hospitals and, and all so of that many. and she got connected uh, with thousands of people all across the, the state.
2: She just so, went out into the streets with a sign one day, then a couple weeks later she had hundreds of people surrounding her supporting her. Right.
1: The Democrats really did it because they pissed off the moms. <laughs> they did. Uh,
0: and there's uh, more coming up here. So now now she's a force to be reckoned with in like less than two years, which is pretty awesome. So I hope this thing works out. More coming up. Hour 3 is on the way.
8: Free Talk Live. This is
0: Free Talk Live, and you can join us here the number is 603-283-6160 and bring up whatever's on your mind and That's 603-283-6160. Ian, Bonnie, and Mark in the studio here tonight. Whether you want to comment on about half of Americans saying they think that a civil war is coming, both Republicans and Democrats saying that, or more than half of Republicans and Democrats saying the United States will cease to exist as a democracy in the future. How far into the future? What they have in mind? What are their? What is their vision for a civil war? What will the replacement to the democracy be? Those questions weren't asked, it seems like, in this survey, but it nonetheless does show a tremendous level of dissatisfaction. We're also seeing, uh, in a story we haven't gotten to yet, the Washington Post reporting that Americans at a very high level are now no longer trusting the Federal Reserve to be able to save their financial skin, which, of course, they should never have trusted the Federal Reserve to begin with, uh, plus truck drivers being targeted. We can talk about all those things and more. But first, we're going to your phone calls and thoughts. Dan is in Nebraska. You're on Free Talk Live. Dan.
6: Hey, you guys. Hey, you're on the air. You know, I listen to this. I listen to this story, and I mean, on one hand, this is to me probably one of the most depressing topics. You know, because I'm sure if you could guess from my last calls, I uh, I'm somebody who has a lot of faith in Western style liberal democracy, and one of the things that's important to it is that a lot of the people in the system also believe in it, but I actually wonder I think when I, I think I hear a lot of people talking about oh, there's going to be a civil war that they don't think this could last, but I wonder how many people if you actually like sat them down like look them like square in the eye, like do you really think America is not going to be a country or a democracy anymore by the end of your life? like how many of them would really seriously say that Because I think a lot of people say that kind of in either without thinking or very impassionately,
1: do you think America is a democracy right now
6: well i mean it's a constitutional republic right well i,
1: I i'm but sorry I, you know what a- that sounded remarkably like that that old uh, you know trap right yeah it's a
2: constitutional republic
1: right right that's not what i meant what i meant is in fact Does- do you think now that your voice is is of any, that you know, the, the, the clarion voices of the people is of any particular value on any particular issue. Do you think that the government gives a damn what you think? Because here's what I think. I think Princeton did a study, and it's probably been about 10 years ago. And that in that study, they said that the government in the United States more closely resembled an oligarchy which was ruled by, you know, sort of powerful a few. families, um, mm-hmm. yeah, than it did a democracy. That, in fact, there wasn't any relationship between public opinion surrounding a particular issue and legality surrounding that particular issue. That, you know, the government did what was best for the government and everybody else lapped it up like a bunch of lapdogs. Because I don't believe we have a democracy. I think we have a bunch of deluded people.
2: I mean, even earlier, Ian said um, the Republicans that are in Congress are the Republicans that the Republicans voted for and want. But we know that it's not even a majority of people that want each person that's elected because the top pick gets kicked out. Then you got to vote for your second pick. And it's always like 26 percent of people actually wanted that person.
6: Well,
0: I'd like Dan to be able to answer your question, Mark. Do you remember the question?
6: I think actually, you know, if you talk to me uh, like a while ago, I might have been more likely to say like, I don't think so, but I actually think that how much we've seen populism, and you know, I'm not a big fan of populism, Mm -hmm. blowing up in these Western countries, including America, I think that it's been having a actual serious effect on how politics works. And I do think that that things change and things happen because of that. You know, it's hard to say that one politicians
1: change. I'll I'll concur with that. But um, I think the most effective use of populism in the United States occurred, by the way, alongside of one of the uh, most breathtakingly uh, crushing of um, you know aspects of crushing uh, politics. Uh, excuse me, pop- populism, which was Trump getting elected. So, on one hand, you had Bernie Sanders in the Democratic Party. Um, the people who, you know, claim to be of the people destroyed the voices of the people, not once, but twice, uh, when it came to Bernie Sanders, um, mm-hmm. that they refused to let this very popular guy become their candidate because, eh, you know, he didn't, he ever, he he didn't play the game exactly the right times.
6: way. What are you talking about, Mark? What's he lost that? fair and square two times. That's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and then Trump, who I, I do not believe Trump was supposed to. To win now, I don't know what that means when I say it, and I think that it is a, um, it, it, you know, it's a, it's a vote of confidence for me with the uh, American uh, political system. I don't think I've believed that they were going to let him win, but he did, and I think that that was amazing. Now, Trump had four years to drain the swamp, and I don't care what Trump listener is listening to me. That guy didn't care anything about draining the swamp. Mm if he was trying to drain the swamp he failed he realized that the 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 you know the position of president isn't that powerful or and this is what i believe he wasn't trying to, bl- to drain it in the first place. He was just trying to accrue power to himself sure. in a much more obvious way than the rest of the liars and thieves that went in there.
2: And he did it very successfully, I think. Uh, I think just saying that he wanted to drain the swamp and change things yeah, it's got people uh, you know, loyal to him and he didn't have to do anything. Didn't and they still ho- believe it.
0: Didn't hope and change get Obama elected? I mean, this is sure. the same
1: old story. Sure. Absolutely. Change you can believe in. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that he would have won a second term had it not been for the fact that Americans were home, um, you know, and couldn't didn't have anything else to do but vote in, uh, you know, from from home. Now I don't think they should have been able to vote from no, home, but
6: I actually that. disagree hugely. I think actually okay. the reason that he lost is because people don't want there to be a civil war or any breakdown. They voted for Joe Biden because he was going to restore the soul of um, the American democracy because he knew that if Donald Trump won a second time, it would change the character of America forever. How
1: many people do you know? I mean, really, do you know that voted for Joe Biden? They would have preferred to see Trump, but they decided to vote for Biden for the sake of peace and, uh, you know, the continuation of America, because I don't know anybody. I've never even heard
2: that uh, that. uh, talking point. I actually...
6: I actually live in a place that gets its own electoral vote, and switched
1: from, oh, you're that little bit, bit in the from Trump to
6: Biden. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And so I do actually know people personally who kind of soured on Trump, you know. And well, souring on Trump's easy to
1: do. And I imagine they've pretty much soured on Biden at this point, too. It's easy when they give, when, you know, they, them, and those deliver to you the crappiest of choices they possibly can. Ladies and gentlemen, we went out of the pasture, found the two oldest, <laughs> ugliest piles of manure, and we have delivered them to you. Now pick between them. This is how democracy works.
0: I think I'd rather have an old pile of manure because it's more likely to be all hardened and petrified than, uh, than a fresh...
1: A fresh pile there certainly pick. are some uh, choices that anyone can make <laughs> when you <anyone laughs> no.
2: I know i, I think I we have think an old pile americans of manure now and uh, he's just controlled by whoever's behind the scenes because he can't make his own decisions I, I,
6: I think americans earnestly trust the wisdom of an elder statesman and that's why they continue to just pick old people and over
2: and over oh again. yeah he's done such great probably. things throughout the years like the the 1990, 1998 crime bill or whatever it is, segregation, promoting. He's just been so great. He's well, so wise. there was wise. a huge
6: demand. There was a mandate for the crime bill. They had to do something, okay? I mean, they could not just not have a crime bill.
2: You can't just not, uh, you know, step on people's rights. Well, it's they could it.
0: just leave it to the states uh, to decide how to handle crime because all crime happens local. So I don't know why the federal government needs to be involved in any of that to begin with.
6: Because they weren't doing an adequate job. Sometimes the states cannot adequately meet their own needs or the needs of their own citizens. Well,
2: so now that we that have more needs people needs in prisons than any other country on on the planet. I don't think yeah, we're doing some kind of great job, and right, he has some kind of wisdom I need to respect.
0: Locking people up for making a website. That's a real, real success story. Thanks for the call tonight, Dan. Of course, I'm talking about Ross Ulbricht. Uh, the man who created the Silk Road, sentenced two life sentences plus 40 years. The 200,000, I think, people that are in federal prisons across the United States, a bunch of them are there for completely victimless so-called crimes. Uh, we got more on the way here. Of course, you know Biden wasn't alone in supporting that. I imagine the Republicans were all about it, too, because they love tough on crime. Here at 603-283-6160 And bring up whatever you want Plus, if you want to do some outreach for freedom People need to know the truth And what better way to get them Than through their hungry bellies? Oh. Folks over at Truth Smacks, And I mean Suzanne Our for, uh, former English teacher friend Longtime truth seeker She started her own trail mix brand She's making it, bagging it And sealing it up herself in a commercial kitchen down in naples florida and she calls it truth smacks it's trail mix and it's really good uh because there's a heavy dose of truth on the back of every bag we're talking about on the big bags probably at least a dozen uh quotes they don't have as much room on the smaller bags there's two sizes there's three and a half ounce and ten ounce bags of uh, truth smacks available and they're just loaded up with freedom oriented quotes from some Maybe more recent and some historic characters.
2: They're all really, really good.
0: Yes, yeah, solid quotes. And this is a great little outreach project on a bag of delicious trail mix. In fact, she uses. Only food as nature intended. It's all raw, unadulterated ingredients. She really took her time finding good sources of uh, great quality product to mix together. There's no in,
2: soy in the chocolate.
0: Nope. Uh, and put into these bags. They're fantastic. I was munching on some earlier here tonight. You can get two flavors. There's the original variety and peppermint infused. And again, two different sizes. Go to truthsmacks.com shop and smack your friends and
1: family with the truth. It's I food. Think- that, I'm sorry about Go that. Ahead. I, the, the, I think the peppermint variety is just such a special thing. Um, I mean, you know. It's the controversial. Trail, I, I got it. Uh, the Trail mix is delicious. Everybody yeah. likes trail mix. I eat trail mix when I'm not on trails. Mm-hmm. No Me problem. Too. But I feel like that's uh, that peppermint infused version is just i like it admittedly yep. but i think it's just so special and different it's really the sort of the the thing that you can get that's so different about true smacks
2: I, it's really unique
0: it's great yeah. product and you can go and get yours at truthsmacks.com shop and again a great gift For people that maybe you want to persuade closer to the ideas of freedom, start a conversation, get them thinking. Truthsmacks.com slash shop. We go to your calls and thoughts. James, in West Virginia, listening to WVTS in Charleston, go ahead.
8: Hi. I just wanted to say that uh, this is the same thing that happened in Russia and every other country that's tried to outlaw guns. The government's an outlaw.
0: What do you mean by that, the government's an outlaw?
8: Well, the original Second Amendment is to protect our rights from encroachment by the government, but they're acting like it's anybody's rights but ours.
0: Yeah, and they've acted like that for a long time, unfortunately. So now there's thousands of gun laws at the federal level, and the Republicans aren't proposing to, uh, to undo any of that. So it seems like the only way out is to secede. Have you guys been talking about that at
8: all there in West Virginia recently? I've been talking to somebody down in Texas about that very thing. Really?
0: Was it the Texas National Movement or
8: who who have you been talking to down there? No, this is some of my Facebook friends.
0: Nice. And are they saying they're in favor of it? What is what kind of responses are you getting?
8: Well, we got a, a whole bunch of uh, people with different uh thoughts about it, but uh some people want to go some area and just uh, take over the area but we haven't determined where and uh right now we're just being survivalists because uh we know that this government is is totally corrupt and evil
0: so you're talking about people are moving to te- talking about moving to texas in a large number to a certain area in texas and they're trying to figure out where to go
8: yeah, they're, they're trying to find somewhere that's uh, not a whole bunch of people per square mile, mm-hmm. but lots of, well, you got to have water, you got to have whatever, right? But uh, they're looking at other states, too, so I, I don't even know. It's kind of like cells, but whoever's above me, uh, they're discussing a whole bunch of things.
0: This sounds like something that uh, went on at a conference you went to, Mark. Yeah, the Exit and
1: Build Conference. The Exit and Build Conference. They were talking about stuff just like this. Um, now, I believe the author, Joel Scalson Do I have that name right? Sounds um, familiar. I'm trying to search him right now. Um, he... Wrote wrote some book called Strategic Location. I bought it there. Got him to uh, sign it. He has a updated version, and in it, he um, now I don't agree with what Joel necessarily says, but I like that he's taken the time to uh, take a look. Now, what um, I'm not entirely sure. I believe uh, you know some of the foundational premises uh, around all of this stuff, but I guess what my concern would be is. How are you going to stay in America and be free? Like, if, if you got to survive something, America seems like a poor place to do it. I would go to Central America. I would go to a place where I can they already grow organic food.
0: Have you even considered that, James? Have you considered anything outside of the United States?
1: Outside of Texas?
8: Well, I don't know how, uh, how safe it is in Central America. I know it's not safe in Mexico. Yeah. Now, uh,
0: Mark, you got to be honest here. You did tell me at one time that you were concerned about kidnappings
1: there in uh, in Honduras. Sure, um, I was concerned when I was in San Pedro Sula. Mm-hmm. I would also be concerned when if I was in Detroit, <laughs> right? Like, so <laughs> yeah, the, this is the thing: is is that America is a big place, and yeah. so is Central America. Mm-hmm. Um, is is that some places are safe and some places aren't? If you could remove the top 1,000 zip codes out of the United States, or there's some number that they processed, it would quickly fall as far as dangerous Danger. places down the yeah. list it wouldn't even be con- you know considered dangerous you so know there there
2: really are a lot of gun grabbing liberals in texas too um i think they're about to elect matthew mcconaughey who's a gun gra- grabbing liberal wait elect then will it change your a mind a... oh governor he wants no, to run for, he didn't run for
0: governor he, he oh. decided not to
2: oh i thought he was going to well uh, he's he's going oh and giving good. speeches and all my friends love uh that live in texas they love matthew mcconaughey oh, and want he's an to an vote actor. for him
0: which, of course, worked for uh, Ronald Reagan, so I don't see why it won't. I think he's probably going to run for something, because he did yeah. just appear on stage at the White House mm-hmm. like within the last two weeks, talking, talking about, about gun grabbing restrictions. Guns. Yeah. yeah. So they're using him as a, a spokesperson now, James. Uh, what I would suggest is check out. It sounds like you're already tied in with a group of people down there in Texas, but you might want to uh, talk to the folks over at the Live Free Academy. I think that's John Bush's new thing. I just yep. at least that's the website here, livefree.academy. Uh, dot Academy. I know there there's a lot of folks that are thinking about doing something very very similar.
1: So yeah, you know, and I'd support the folks down in Texas. Everybody that I was there in Bastrop with uh, was you know really really great folks I yeah let us know how stuff. that
0: goes will you james like when you guys actually pick a destination will you give us a call back and and let us know
8: sure uh livefree.academy right yeah that's their website yeah we're all trying to get unmarked guns because that's how they hook in with those stupid communist gun grabs is if you got a serial number or even the name of the maker so yeah, I think you're going to find about, a lot of uh,
0: like-minded uh, people within that community. Uh, thank you for the call tonight, James. I definitely appreciate hearing from you. It's certainly, 3D printing, uh, homemade guns is definitely a huge thing in the Liberty community. And, and I know John and the, the folks down there. It was uh, Cody Wilson lives in Austin, right? So that's the the ghost gunning folks, right? They're right there. Uh, the number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. I think Cody was up at wasn't he at Lib uh, the Liberty Forum this year? i think that he was i think he spoke there we didn't go and watch many of the, the speeches but he's been in and out of new hampshire as well because again the, the gun community in new hampshire is uh, is also pretty pretty awesome i think new hampshire has the highest percentage of machine gun ownership in the entire united states if I recall correctly. The number 603. I don't imagine it takes very many,
1: and uh, what are you going to do with it once you have it? It's pretty much illegal to use it, right?
0: No, I think you're, we're talking about legal owners of machine guns. I don't think they can count the illegal ones, Mark. The number 603 283 6160, and you can join us here, bring up whatever's on your mind, and take control of the airwaves here on Free Talk Live. Don't forget our social media platform, which you can sign up for and interact with others. It's social.freetalklive.com. It is Free Talk Live, and you can join us here the number 603-283-6160. You can bring up whatever is on your mind with you in the studio tonight. You've got Ian.
2: And Bonnie.
0: And Mark. Don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want. Just head over to freetalklive.com. We have podcast feeds. You can subscribe to them. Just go to feeds.freetalklive.com. We get the main feed, which has everything that we release, so the full shows, the digest shows, sometimes some one-off interviews, like I was just on WABC a couple of nights ago, which is probably the biggest radio station in all of the United States. It's the the big station in New York City, Uh, and I was uh, honored to appear on their overnight show. So I've got that full interview. That appeared in our podcast. If you didn't- Completely live and local now, from what I understand. WLBC. yeah they are uh, around yeah. the clock uh and so that was Show a great you how ed- to
1: run a radio station here shortly
0: it was a great interview there's no doubt about it if you missed it you're not subscribed to the podcast just go to freetalklive.com i did put it up there on the front page as well so you can grab that there yep. but but if you've got the podcast it automatically came to you so if you want to subscribe to our podcast go to feeds.freetalklive.com there's a few different options there uh, that you can uh, hook up with so we go to your phone calls and thoughts Husto is on the line in texas you're on free talk live go ahead Husto.
3: Uh, hey guys, hey, what's on um, your mind? the last caller brought up uh, something about, or I think you guys brought up Central America as a alternative for freedom-loving people, and uh, what, what they've been doing in El Salvador has been kind of interesting. The the president there, Nayib Bukele, uh, made Bitcoin a legal tender along with the U.S. dollar, and so uh, that's been kind of an interesting... Uh, some occurrence that's been going on over
2: there. Yeah, Mark been, went there.
1: Yeah, I've been keeping a close eye on that. Um, you know, i I'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna say anything bad about specifically El Salvador. Nor am I prepared to say, "Hey, just move willy nilly to anywhere in Central America." Um, what I'm trying to do and working on, and hopefully will have very soon for people, is a community. Um, you know, maybe more than one geographic place, but a community that people can move to to enjoy all different kinds of weather to, you know, hang out with people who have very similar, um, you know, values where they don't have to get shot and, um, you know, get shots and and, you know, sh- show papers and a whole variety of things where they can live their lives and raise their kids and um, live lives that I think what America was supposed to be maybe a uh, hundred years ago. Well I will With say
0: that uh El Salvador is not a good place because the president there is known as a tyrant uh they, by the st- opposing party No all you have to do is look at what he says and uh and what he does
2: He said that Cracked he's going to drug gangs he said he's gonna starve everybody in the prisons
0: he's calling all kinds of people gangsters whether they are or not he's throwing them no into, due process yeah there's no due process for these people they're just getting thrown into prison cells i've had a story that's been sitting in my show prep here for uh for weeks so i mean i do agree that el salvador is an interesting experiment and we've certainly been following it as closely as we can we had mark falzen on the show uh who's one of the bitcoiners out there he, he loves to cover like what's going on in bitcoin cash for instance he's gone to the islands he's gone to el salvador he spent many days there and we spoke with him and in detail uh, about his experience there in el salvador and of course you know on the positive side they have made bitcoin legal tender on the negative side the way the law is written they can force you as a business owner to accept
1: bitcoin that's what and that's legal tender problem. is now i'm not saying i support it necessarily but it may be necessary in order to see that kind of adoption.
0: No, it's uh, it's not okay. necessary because then you're forcing people who do not appreciate it to accept it and you're going to create a bunch of people who are pissed and that's what that's why there's a huge anti-bitcoin movement If there's an people opportunity for forced. them
1: to, to turn it in and turn it into, you know, US dollars so that they can quickly and easily I, I are you really defending problem. this? Uh, there are, what I about do not the elderly support people? laws that force people to do it, but okay, I think good. that it is interesting. Um, like, look, go ahead. You're going to have to see this kind of thing for adoption. If you want no, you're Bitcoin... Not. All right, if man. it's worth adopting, people will adopt it on their own.
0: Anyway,
3: Husto, If it's what,
1: worth stopping, governments will stop it. They until can't stop it. it. Well, go ahead, yes, so What were you calling about?
3: Well, I mean, uh, yeah, but you know... Uh, I've heard those criticisms about Bukele, but like the uh, opposition party there has long been uh, affiliated with leftist uh, guerrillas and the MS-13, they're they're the legacy of of that. Like they transitioned from, you know, being a a Marxist guerrilla back in the 80s to just doing petty crime and extortion and racketeering. So it's like violence from the state is bad, but so is violence from, you know, criminality.
2: Well, two wrongs don't make a right.
0: Bukele's, uh there's a damning report uh, exposing Bukele as having ties himself to the street gangs that have long terrorized Central America. I don't think people should just presume this guy's a cool bro because he wears his hat backwards and he's down with the Bitcoin lingo. He's
3: yeah, but a thug. We, also shouldn't, we shouldn't also just blindly accept what Marxist NGOs tell us about his human rights record.
1: I would agree with that 100%. Look, if the one side is a fascist tyrant, believe me, in Central America, the other side is a bunch of kooky commies am sure that do not true. mind shooting you in the back of the head after you voted for their, yeah. uh, for their candidate. I'm sure that's true, but— Just so long as we understand each other.
0: Look, there's a lot to say about this guy, and we probably don't have time for it right now, but uh, nonetheless, was that what you were calling about, was what's happening in El Salvador?
3: Well, uh, I was going to call about something else, but I don't know if there's still time for me to talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. Well, I just wanted to see what you guys thought about the Mises caucus taking over the Libertarian Party.
1: They're going to shoot anybody in the back of the head? What? (laughs) (laughs) The Mises uh, caucus is apparently the Libertarian wing of the Libertarian Party, and uh, there's been a sudden resurgence within, uh, you know, the Libertarian Party. And I got to say, I'm kind of happy what, about what I'm hearing coming out of the Mises Caucus. Mind you, I knew some very good people that weren't in the Mises Caucus, and I'm not prepared to, you know, hang them up by the yard arm or anything like that. But, um, you know, I, I like what I see. I like to see libertarians talking about libertarian stuff rather than trying to look like, um, you know, Democrats that understand economics.
2: Yeah. It's not that exciting to me because I just don't think the Libertarian National Party is that exciting.
1: What I like about them, I'm not saying they're exciting, mind you. Um, libertarians and exciting don't tend to let it go together. Smart, <laughs> yes. Exciting, mm-hmm. not so much. But what I like the most about, especially the National Party, is, is that they will provide me with somebody for whom I can vote with a clear conscience on the occasions that I choose to vote, um, that it won't bother me. To vote for the libertarian candidate because they're going to be anti-war every issue every time. And when it comes to voting for president, that's what I do. I don't vote for the economy because the economy may serve me and it may serve my family in the future. But what matters right now is how many bombs your killer decides to drop on somebody else's family. And that's why I vote. I'm a one-issue voter when it comes to the president because there's lots of people who vote on stupid issues when it comes to the president. <laughs> they should be voting for their members of Congress over. Um, but the one issue that matters is when you're voting for the the killer in chief, vote for somebody who refuses to kill anybody who has an initiated force at the very least.
0: Yeah, uh, to answer your question, Justo, from my perspective, as a former member of the Libertarian Party – having Life member. Having, uh, having resigned in 2008, I actually rejoined the party a few weeks ago when the Libertarian Party, after the Mises Par- uh, Caucus took over, they changed their messaging back to being a principled messaging uh, viewpoint, and that was the main reason why I left the party. So, they actually endorsed the Free State Project for the first time ever, which I was really happy to see, and I've been uh, been watching their releases on their social media, and I've been liking what I see. So, as far as their messaging is concerned, it seems to be about Back on target that may lead to an actually principled uh, libertarian candidate for the first time in, in two, nearly two decades in 20, more than two decades in 2024 so I'll, I'll hope for that but I don't have a lot of hope given that I don't think that any national level politics is really worthwhile I think that ultimately uh, any kind of acts that the Free State Project does is just for messaging and that's that's all it really ever should be is just they can't win elections in the United States it's impossible because the people oh. of uh, people of the United States don't seem to care about freedom
2: as far as bringing people into the ideas of liberty i would rather the mises party do it because there's really no point in basically like left libertarians being brought into liberty because they don't believe in liberty
0: well and i don't want to bring right-leaning people in either i want people that understand freedom i want people that understand the non-aggression principle and they seem to be pretty good about getting the word out so thank you Husto, for your call tonight we got more coming up it is free talk live talk live moments remain maybe enough time for you but you'd have to call in right now at 603-283-6160 to get your thoughts on the air with you tonight it's ian it's bonnie and, Mark. and i want to say thank you to our listeners who have become supporters directly of free talk live through our amps program thank you to carlos who is a platinum level supporter of AMPS. AMPS stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It is a way for you to help us uh, with getting the word out about freedom. If you like what we do here, please join Carlos over at amps.freetalklive.com. That's where you can get signed up, and you can do it for as little as 5 bucks a month, although Carlos has uh, chosen to do, uh, I think, at least $25 a month, so thank you, Carlos, for that. Definitely appreciate it, going above and beyond Uh, the request that we have made and we definitely appreciate everybody who helps us out over there it's amps.freetalklive.com you get some cool benefits from helping us with the amps patreon it'll take you right there at amps.freetalklive.com for you to get signed up and learn more about it amps.freetalklive.com let's go back to more of your calls and thoughts we go to olivia she's listening in arizona go ahead olivia
5: Hey, yeah, the WABC interview was really good. I learned things I didn't know about the history of uh, Free Talk Live, and I've been listening for over 10 years. Wow, so thanks. Was, was
2: really Ian, thanks for such a nice call.
0: Yeah, she actually called in, Olivia called in, I don't know, you got on probably like an hour after uh, the interview was over, but Bonnie and I were up, we stayed up kind of listening in just to see if uh, if there would be any other discussion, and, and there was, thanks to your call, so thank you.
5: Oh, um. So, Ian, you mean a lot to me, and I don't want to call you out, but um, Mark you're kind of disapproving of Mark moving away to find freedom elsewhere No, I'm not disapproving
0: not taking, of it. I think it's it's great. It's what he wants to do.
5: Oh, okay. It, it kind of sounded like it earlier, but, but I was thinking of all the callers who call in from other states and they they'll either bring up like something terrible the local or state government has done or, something or they'll want to they'll, they'll want to fight libertarian for, for libertarianism in their state and Ian, you're always like, "No, don't uh, you know, just kind of give up hope and just move to new hampshire so i was I was, I was like you're kind of telling mark that he's just giving up here but that's what you tell other people to do when they sometimes they can't move so I kind of like, well
1: oh, yeah. I, I would say give up is not the not the worst advice like if you're going to stay where you are what you're saying is is that you value Liberty lower than whatever whatever it is that you're staying for probably job family, family. Yeah. those those things are great things mind you um, perhaps warm weather those are great things believe me they're great things um, but you know the idea to me that changing things changes things is probably not you know not the best idea I think that the free state project is founded on a premise that is unlikely to uh, to work in the long run and. You know, I'm interested in keeping an eye on it and everything, but I'm not interested in doing it and freezing my butt off at the same time. I'm not interested in doing it and paying taxes double what I would pay otherwise. I'm not interested in those things. I don't think that you can stay in the United States and remain free. So um, I would encourage people who want uh, freedom to look at alternatives outside of the United States but if you're bound and determined to stay in New England or the Northeast or, you know, some frozen hellhole, then perhaps New perhaps New Hampshire ought to be on your list.
2: Oh my God, the weather has been so amazing this whole time you've been here, Mark.
1: I know. It's awesome during June, July, August. From Memorial Day to Labor Day, New Hampshire is a <laughs> glorious place. Yeah. I
3: did
5: have a question for you, um, Mark, too, yes. because you, you had said um, don't buy a house in other countries, and I think that's. Good advice? Oh, I think I heard you say that. That's really good advice. I was looking into moving to Fiji at one point. It's one of the happiest countries on earth. And then a few (laughs) years later, the government ended up seizing a lot of Australians buy land there to retire to. And they seized lands without houses on them already. Like the house Mm -hmm. had to be worth like over $100,000 or something. And they just sold that land. And I've heard that happens in some South American countries, too, which I think is abysmal. But do you just never want to buy a house again or like own a house? Or how's that going to work?
1: Well um you know what I'm what I'm doing is is I'm making sure that any place is and that my a my life is short enough and B that any place that I'm going to be is likely to be free uh, as long as I'm there and I'm likely to be happy. So I think I can be happy renting as well as owning. In fact, having owned and having rented, I can tell you that when the hot water heater breaks down, I'm happy when somebody else has to fix it. (laughs) When the roof leaks, I'm happy when I can get to ring, ring. Hey, your roof is leaking. (laughs) Mm, As long as they get on the job and get it done, sure. But I could leave. That's true. You know, and I can just go someplace else, and I can say, Hey, I stopped because our lease is violated. Because well, you didn't have the roof. What are the leases like in
0: Central America? Do they tend to be? Does it really make a difference?
1: What are they going to do to you in Central America? (laughs)
0: i I mean ultimately
1: if you say yeah sorry i left they weren't fixing the roof yeah they'll say oh well doesn't look like the gringo wanted to do business with you see Mm ya uh olivia anything else
5: i think that's good for tonight i'm just curious on your take on it too ian
1: on which on what
5: uh both topics or whatever you want to talk about
0: bonnie
2: um I you don't know, Ian. You did. Well, you did enough. definitely say that he's just giving up on New Hampshire when you tell other people to give up on places. But I think that is well. Um, it's his
0: prerogative to give up on New Hampshire. Most people haven't even tried New Hampshire.
2: Um, but it doesn't mean it's you should always never give up on a place because some places are just completely. Ut- utterly lost like you in should give places. up on california you should give up on california if you care about liberty well
1: and some Absolutely.
0: places aren't right
1: that's for where you. i think the free state project shines when it compares itself to new york and mm. massachusetts
2: But well, people God. call in from new york and massachusetts and california saying that they're libertarians and they want to change things where they live and I, uh that's wouldn't compete
1: with california if crazy. you get a libertarian calling in from california um you're, you're not going to do anything to that person. Zephan moved here from California. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm awesome. not saying that no, no one will Some move from California. Some of our best California. activists moved here. I would
0: say if you had to pick an activist for New Hampshire for like best of 2021, Zephin is probably the go-to guy, and he's like a 23-year-old powerhouse who <laughs> moved from California. I didn't say that Ridley. a person
1: from California wouldn't move to New Hampshire. What I said is, is if a libertarian is calling from California, talking about how much success they're having or something to oh, that yeah, effect. Ones you can't you're not going to convince them. Oh, of I, agree, I agree with you. However, if ladies and gentlemen, if you're living in New York, Vermont, Massachusetts, or Maine, and you value liberty, you ought to consider the move to New Hampshire. What yeah, see, that would cost you? I don't and know what why you, I don't VTL. know why
0: you cut out everybody else. It's like if you live, I'm anywhere, not trying
1: to cut them out. I'm trying to show you. You want to win? Focus. On where you can win, right? You, you you can't run down the football field and hope you the, can't the win football gets lodged in the back of your helmet. You got to turn right. around and you got to look at where it's at and yeah. you got to catch it. Focus. Number on one, you got to have a you team. You might hit it.
0: You got to have a team large enough to play the damn game. And in California, right. Here and the and team in,
1: wants to kill each other with and and like forks everybody and knives.
0: Else, <laughs> everywhere else uh, in the United States, and thank you, Olivia, for the call tonight. there is, there's no libertarian team. There's a few. Autistic people. <laughs>
1: right here, we meeting, got a whole bunch of autistic
0: people meeting at Bennigan's or wherever it is they meet, uh, in wherever it is you happen to live, complaining about what's going on in the world and never actually succeeding at doing anything about it. My
2: first meetup in facts. Utah is what ended up spiraling me into having a like, two year break from caring about politics because I was like, oh, yeah, we're completely and utterly doomed.
0: The yep. Libertarian Party, you mean?
2: Uh, well, the Utah Libertarians that meet, met yeah. up. I was like, I need to meet up with more people who think like this. Drove out there to Salt Lake City, and then I went home depressed. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> well, I've been to a few Libertarian Party meetups, and um, you know, I they're mean, depressing. They seem to out talk of New a, Hampshire a little more about um, you know bylaws than than you know I would like to talk about.
0: Whereas, if you come to New Hampshire just to visit. And you check out the calendar at the Free State Projects website, uh, they literally have more libertarian things to do in one week than most of these places in the country have in an entire
1: year. Yeah. All
2: kinds of interests uh, too. Like, if yeah. you're interested in a specific thing, you can probably create it in New Hampshire if it doesn't already exist and get people showing up to your events.
1: Yeah, they have a, like a hiking club and things like that, but there's have a lot a, a knitting lot of club, too. Me, what's that? And there's a knitting club now. I mean, there's there's a Japanese
2: language club.
1: There's a lot of drinking and dining clubs. Yep, that's true.
0: Libertarians Everybody
2: do Everybody like likes to drink. to drink and eat.
0: Uh, let's talk to Major Payne in uh, Michigan. Go ahead.
8: Hey, a couple of weeks ago, I think uh, nobody was riding shotgun with you. You guys were talking about how the British Isles are disarming their citizens again. <clears throat> well, Justin Trudeau is doing a victory lap as we pretty much as we speak about just getting all the handgun transfers and sales and import mm-hmm. and everything else abolished. That's right, uh, well, if you want to trace history, the Tories are the ones that we ran up into Canada after the revolution, and they are the uh, loyalist English and it seems to me that stupidity must be hereditary mm. Going in
2: again. I always think that about Europe. Like, the people that live in Europe now are the ones that didn't say, let's move to the new world, and now they're all conquered well, the by their governments. Yeah, the, well, yeah, they're the children of those people.
1: Children of children. And sometimes children do what their parents do, and sometimes they don't. But I do think that, uh, you know, that there's a certain lack of the pioneer gene in Europe.
0: Out of time for tonight. You can join us tomorrow online. In the meantime, you'll find us over at freetalklive.com. And Mark might be taking over the Friday show. I guess we'll find out tomorrow night.